0: Hello, Parent Warrior. Is your child struggling in school? Are there reading problems making them feel like they are not as good as their friends? Maybe their self-confidence is low and they would rather just quit trying altogether. If this sounds like your child, I can help you. I guide parents of children with learning difficulties in taking the right steps toward getting your child the educational supports they deserve so that they are happier and more confident in learning. Let's get on a call. Schedule your free 15-minute consultation today at jessicashields.com.
1: This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome, your host, LEP Educator and Mama 4, Jessica Shields. Hello,
0: and welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. I am so glad that you are tuning in because today I want to help you motivate your teen to read and better yet, become a better reader, especially if reading is a struggle. And I know the struggle can be real, right? So even if reading is not a struggle, sometimes getting them to read in general can be a challenge, You may not know this about me, but I used to be an English teacher. I taught eighth graders in the middle school before moving on to teach ninth graders at the high school level. And while teaching at the high school, I had a wonderful opportunity to also teach a few periods of language arts support. And that was for my struggling readers. But nevertheless, the goal was always to improve critical thinking and reading comprehension skills while keeping it engaging. That's the key to keep it engaging. So that's why I want to share with you three things you can do as a parent to ignite your teen's passion for reading. So hang around for that and also stick around for your loving reminder and your challenge because it is surely going to bless you. Now, first, I do have to admit that as a teen myself, when I was a teenager, I did not enjoy reading. I enjoyed writing, but not reading. I really did find it to be a bit boring a bit mundane, and I found my social life to be way more interesting than reading a book. Now, even as I think back, I can remember being in elementary school, we had these reading groups, and I hate to say it, I'm talking about the 80s right now. (laughs) So we had these reading groups that the teacher put us in, and there were clearly... Three groups, as I can kind of recall. There was the low group, the middle group, and the high group. And I distinctly remember one of my best friends being in the high group. And me, in my second grade self, I would think, wow, how can I get in that group? You know, and then I also remember seeing kids in the low group and really being glad that I wasn't in that one. So kids are really aware of groupings at a very young age. Now, I when I was in middle school, or I'm sorry, when I was in the middle group, because I was in the middle group, not middle school, (laughs) I was in the middle group. And for me, it meant, I guess I was at grade level at that point, I was right there in the middle. But for some reason, I just wanted to be in the high group. But as I reflect back to that time in my life, I realized that I was again, really aware of my own reading ability. I knew that I was not the best reader, but I also knew that I was not the worst. And as I work with youth, I know for a fact, again, they are well aware of their own strengths and their limitations. Now, for our struggling readers, adversity to reading is is uh, for a different purpose, right? There's this hate for reading, or they wish they could read better. And it's really simply hard for them to read at the pace of their on, quote unquote, on grade level or above grade level peers. But that is often very discouraging. And it's discouraging socially, it's discouraging emotionally, and therefore they tend to, again, hate reading. I hate reading. That's what I hear youth say. I hate reading. I don't want to read this. And so when a child hates reading, the less of it they do. Because who wants to do something they already don't like, right? None of us want to do that. And this is counterproductive because in order to improve in anything, it takes a lot of practice. There is so much research on the importance of reading at least 30 minutes daily. But if, this, if it's a difficult task for you, you won't be able to get that practice in. You won't be able to get better in the way that you should. But one thing's for sure, struggling readers don't often feel like they can get better. So that's why we see them try to avoid reading at all costs. Now, it may look like a power struggle during homework time, or it may look like notes from home from the teachers that your child is not completing assignments because a lot of the assignments in middle school and high school require A bunch of reading. They're no longer learning to read. Now they're in that stage of reading to learn. So you can see that there are just so many barriers to that. There are also some uh, really common behaviors that parents often report to me. And it seems that this is definitely a pain point. It is very frustrating. um, And sometimes i get parents who are like i don't know what else to do you know i don't know how to get him to read i don't know how to make her read more and so it's it's just not a good place to be in and for the teenager who is struggling to read it is really impacting their self-confidence how they see themselves and i would even argue that reading problems or this adversity to reading is not just found with struggling readers. It's also observed in children who are reading at or above grade level. They're not struggling readers. They also hate reading, though, Um, but they're able to do the work. The difference is they're actually able to read it, understand it, and complete it without reading barriers. But maybe you just want your teen to expand their horizons and maybe be able to speak on different topics or learn about different cultures through literature, because literature can really open up a world of wonderful fantasies and uh, just a variety of information that they can learn from reading. And there are so many benefits to reading a variety of types of text, like gaining new perspectives or improving their critical thinking skills, improving vocabulary, and just much, much more. But if your teen isn't keen on reading, they miss out on the diversity that reading brings. They may also fall victim of believing everything someone else tells them without being able to read it or understand the research for themselves. And that, my friends, is a dangerous place to be in. Now, an added bonus to being well-read is that it gives your teen stronger conversational skills because now they will be able to speak about a bunch of different topics while making connections to what they have read. And think about those students who are able to take time to read and learn. They have so much to say. They have so much to contribute to a discussion. And again, you're building those critical thinking skills as you read and discuss and listen to other people's perspectives on similar topics. So it really is a place where you can grow and expand your horizon. So I wanna share three great ways to ignite your teen's interest in reading. And just know that it does take time to build up to this, but the more you encourage them in these very creative ways, then you'll see growth, okay? You'll see growth. You'll see them understand that reading opens doors, not only to opportunities, but also reading helps them learn more about the world around them. And hopefully it'll spark them to dream bigger, and think about things that they've never thought about before and maybe go and visit places they've never known about prior to reading about it. So first, the first great way to ignite your teen's interest in reading is you have to understand what they love to do. You really need to understand what makes them happy, what brings them so much joy. And once you figure that out, then let them pick out magazines or other reading material on that topic because this will encourage them to read more about not only that topic, but one topic can lead to another that they didn't even think about before. So it can lead to learning about similar or related topics that are not that exact topic. So for example, if your teen is really into skateboarding, Have them read skateboarders, magazines, and or you can help them find bloggers on that topic of interest. This gets them reading nonfiction materials, which is the absolute best way to improve vocabulary quickly. You want to do some vocabulary building and you want them to learn quickly. Nonfiction is the way to go. And nonfiction just means that it's not made up. It's based on facts and reality. So for struggling readers, online reading is a good option because you can help them turn on the text to speech feature and have text read to them. They're still hearing the vocabulary. And they're hearing it being used while being able to access the content. So technology can help them stay engaged and not create a barrier to their learning. So we're here to knock down those barriers, especially if they're struggling readers. They still have the opportunity to learn and value reading in and of itself. Now, the second thing I really want to talk about is the fact that we need to avoid using reading as a punishment. Oh no, we don't want to do that. You want to help your team make positive brain connections with reading. So instead, share about something that you read with them that they may find interesting. For example, if your team likes to hear about unbelievable news stories, share them more often send them a text, (laughs) Uh, pull up the article and use, oh no, did you hear about this? Use that line on them. And then maybe pass your phone over so they can read it for themselves. And reading on a device is okay. And reading news articles, again, is another great way to improve vocabulary. If you have a struggling reader, maybe try reading it together in small chunks and then talking about each chunk as you go through the article. So you can kind of read it out loud. Be casual about it. Don't make it seem like they're at school and they're going to have a quiz afterwards. But be natural. Keep it in that discussion mode. And it really does help them build their conversational skills too. Less teacher-like, more mom-dad-like, okay? And basically, again, please don't make this feel like it's homework for them. They're going to pick up on that. Just keep it casual. Make it interesting. Pull them in with something that they enjoy hearing about, like those unbelievable news stories. Um, So, yeah, avoid, avoid doing this. Tell me three things you learned from the article. No, please don't do that. (laughs) Don't do it. Instead, I would say something like, can you believe that? I mean, who would do something so awful? I can't believe this happened. Or You know, something to that effect. And so then you can ask them, I mean, what do you think about all of this? So now you're engaging them because you want them to read Then be engaged with the content. That way, they are more likely to read on their own because they're looking for that engagement or that wow factor or whatever it may be. But it has to be something that they are interested in. All right, number three, set the mood for reading. Reading should also be done off screen. But with all the technological distractions these days, I know it's hard, but it's so important to invite your teen to read with you in a quiet, distraction-free space. This could be at the library. It could be at a coffee shop. And not a loud coffee shop. You'll have to find one that's quiet. <laughs> um, and also it can be done in a space in your home or wherever you both feel comfortable and relaxed. Reading together is a great bonding activity too. Honestly, if, even if you're reading side by side, you're reading something separate from one another, it's just being in that moment together reading. And when they see you reading, when they see you doing that, it's more likely that your teen will emulate your behavior. So for my teens, home is a huge distraction for us. So we might head down to the local Barnes & Noble and we might just sit and read there. Uh, Look through the books, kind of, you know, decide what we want to read. Bring your own book, whatever it takes. Read a magazine, flip through the pages, decide if you want it or not, kind of look for your interest. And if you have a struggling reader, it is very important for them to have reading material that is at their reading level. So, this is something that you can get from the English teacher, and it's information that they should have because there are assessments to determine your child's reading level. Also, another option for them is to read a physical book while listening to it on audible or something similar. It's the enjoyment that you want to focus on. So remove the barrier to reading And your teen will be more engaged. So again, it's all about removing those obstacles out of the way so that they can just enjoy the content. And then value it too. And value the time and and the experience in and of itself. So by now, I really hope that you're thinking about how you can engage your teen more in this reading process, in reading activities, in the behavior that comes along with reading and the enjoyment of it. It doesn't have to be something that is hated, right? Reading can be enjoyable so much that they they will begin to do it on their own. And you are setting the bar. You are showing them that even when they are adults, they can still be readers because you're setting that example. It's not a punishment. It's something for pleasure. It's something that we get to enjoy. It's something that helps build us. It's something that makes us better. So here is your challenge. Try one strategy that you heard today and just be consistent. And I just wanna leave you with this loving reminder. When we all approach challenges with a positive mindset, then can we begin to see positive change? Well, Parent Warriors, I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit the follow or subscribe button so to that you don't miss any more episodes. And as you think about that brother or that sister or that friend, that coworker who needs this information, share the link, share the episode link. You can share the parentthemsuccessful.com link and send it to them because you and I both know that sharing can make a huge difference in someone else's parenting journey. If you are the type of parent like me who is really serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, Join my email list for more free content to help you on your journey. You can go to StrongerMindsStrongerYouth.com forward slash join the list. All information and links will be in the show notes. Hey, I really do appreciate you. And I thank you so much for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children.
1: Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.